Good morning. Uh, just a reminder to everyone, I will be starting an adult confirmation class on September 14th. Uh, we will meet uh, every Thursday for about six weeks, usually from 6 p.m. to 6.45 p.m. So if you know an, of anyone who's interested in learning more about the Lutheran Church of Missouri Synod, they're welcome to join our class. And uh, as I always tell people, there's no pressure to join the church after you're done taking the class. Uh, it can be just for informative uh, reasons that they, they want to join, uh, but no pressure. But after the end of that class, if people are interested in joining, they're welcome to. Um, I also have a lot of members who will sit through the class just almost as a refresher and as a time to meet some of the new people who might be joining our church. So if you are interested or if you know of anyone who might be interested, uh, feel free to let me know or contact uh, the office and let Susie know, and we'll add them to our list. The Old Testament reading for this, the 13th Sunday after Pentecost, is from the 51st chapter of Isaiah. Listen to me, you who pursue righteousness, you who seek the Lord. Look to the rock from which you were hewn, and to the quarry from which you were dug. Look to Abraham, your father, and to Sarah, who bore you. For he was but one when I called him, that I might bless him and multiply him. For the Lord comforts Zion. He comforts all her waste places and makes her wilderness like Eden, her desert like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness will be found in her, thanksgiving in the voice of song. Give attention to me, my people, and give ear to me, my nation, for a law will go out from me, and I will set my justice for a light to the peoples. My righteousness draws near. My salvation has gone out, and my arms will judge the peoples. The coastlands hope for me, and for my arm they wait. Lift up your eyes to the heavens, and look at the earth beneath. For the heavens vanish like smoke. The earth will wear out like a garment, and they who dwell in it will die in like manner. But my salvation will be forever, and my righteousness will never be dismayed. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our epistle reading is from the 11th and 12th chapters of Romans. Oh, the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and how unscrutable his ways for who has known the mind of the Lord, or who has been his counselor, or who has been given, given a gift to him that he might be repaid? For from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be glory forever. Amen. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. 
For as in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function, so we, though many, are one body in Christ, and individually members of one another. Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them. If prophecy, in proportion to our faith. If service, in our serving. The one who teaches, in his teaching. The one who exhorts, in his exhortation. The one who contributes, in generosity. The one who leads, with zeal. The one who does acts of mercy, with cheerfulness. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 16th chapter. Now when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say that the Son of Man is? And they said, Some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter replied, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Then he strictly charged the disciples to tell no one that he was the Christ. This is the gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace to all of you from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Being a Christian will be the hardest thing you will ever do in life. And being a Christian will be the most rewarding thing you've ever done in life. As hard as it may be, it is rewarding. Not just now, where Christ himself comes to us in his word and sacrament. But for Christians, we have the greatest retirement plan anyone could ever dream of. Everlasting life. And that is our promise. But it's not always easy following Christ, is it? It's not easy because we have many enemies who will stop at nothing to keep us from getting to our heavenly goal. And sadly, many Christians in this life throughout the years have been lured away by this world and they walk away from Christ. There's so much at stake for us. Our everlasting life is at stake and our enemies know this. And they will use anything and everything against us. Just look at our sinful nature. That fingerprint of the devil on our own hearts. Every single day from within our own hearts, we are tempted to just go along with this world and leave Christ behind. And it can be tempting sometimes. We are tempted to enjoy pleasures in this life that don't last very long at all. And if we do, we could forfeit the pleasure of everlasting life. It seems like we're under bombardment night and day in our country to follow this world. 
rather than to follow Christ. If only there were someone to stand between us and these temptations. Being a Christian will be the hardest thing you'll ever do in life. And there are so many enemies out there that want to take that away from you. Death is one of them. But not just when we take our last breath. This world we live in often wants people to just ignore death. As if it's something that will never happen to you. So as people go merrily along day after day. They ignore what's coming and what will happen to every single one of us one day. And when that day does come, when they take their last breath, they're almost surprised. As if no one has ever died in this world before them. If this world had its way with you, it would have you live in ignorance Never thinking about what is coming tomorrow. Never considering what happens after we take our last breath in this world. This world would love to keep everyone drugged up on the candy it passes out so that we never give a second thought about what happens after death. If only there was someone to stand between us and this world's warped view of death. If only there was someone who really could do something about death. Being a Christian will be the hardest thing you'll ever do in life. And there really is so much at stake. And the one who maybe understands this best, believe it or not, is the devil. Because the devil knows what's at stake for you. And the devil will do anything he can to steal eternal life away from you. He will tell you any number of lies to try and get you away from Jesus. And he does tell lies. He's the father of lies. He tells lies all the time. And the biggest lie is what he whispers into your own heart. The devil will say to you, You know, God does love people, but God loves other people who are better, holier than you. God loves people who have made fewer mistakes than all the sins you've made in your life. The devil loves to say these kinds of things to you. He really does. He wants you to think, he wants you to believe that you're too far gone. He wants you to think. He wants you to believe that you've made too many mistakes, that you've sinned just too many times. If only there was someone who really could do something about all these lies the devil tells us. Being a Christian will be the hardest thing you'll ever do in life. In fact, it is impossible for us to do. It is impossible for us to be a Christian in this life by our own power. How can we even be expected to stand up to temptations that come from this world and even from within inside our own hearts? How on earth are we able to stand up against death and the power that it holds over us? And who on earth 
has the strength to stand up against the devil's lies. The whispers he tells us that maybe we really have done too much for God to save us. Who of us is able to stand up against so much? None of us can. But thanks be to God, we have one who stands for us. When Jesus was speaking with his apostles today, Jesus knew they were fighting the same fights we all are. Take the apostle Peter. Jesus knew what he would go through. But Peter did not look to himself for help to remain a Christian in this life. No, Peter looked to Jesus, his only hope. And Peter said to Jesus, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. That's such a simple confession Peter made. But the greatest confession of faith Peter or any of us could ever make was that simple confession. Our hope to remain a Christian in this life is not in ourselves or in our strength. Our hope is solely found in Jesus himself. When Jesus heard this confession of faith Peter made, Jesus was so happy. And Jesus said something so amazing that it should thrill all of us. When Peter said to Jesus, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus said to Peter and to all of you, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not even prevail against it. Nothing, absolutely nothing in our lives will ever be able to stand up against Jesus, the Christ, the Son of the living God. Absolutely nothing. Being a Christian will be the hardest thing you will ever do in life. Temptations in this world and from our own hearts make that even harder. And we may wish that there was someone who could stand between us and those temptations. Someone to intervene when our own hearts try to lead us astray. And there is someone. We don't have to follow this world. Christ is calling you to follow him. Even our own heart's desires are not our gods. We're not forced to follow our own hearts. They don't control you. They're not in charge of you. Because you have been given a new heart. The heart of Christ. The very spirit of Christ. And this new spirit creates new cravings inside of us as Christians. Being a Christian will be the hardest thing you'll ever do in life. And the most wonderful thing. I know death will try to steal that from you. The shock of death. The ugliness of death. May have you think sometimes that God doesn't care. But wasn't it God himself who hung on a cross for you? And wasn't it God himself who allowed himself to die for you? There is someone who can stand between us and death. And every day we can give thanks that Jesus' resurrection from the dead has made death a laughingstock in the sight of all the world. Being a Christian will be the hardest thing you will ever do in life. 
the lying whispers of the devil in our hearts make that even harder. And the lie is simple. You're too bad of a sinner for God to love. Isn't that how the lie usually goes? Something to that effect? Or how about this one? Your sins are too many for God to forgive. Have you heard that one before? I have. Or how about this broken record from the devil? Your sins are too bad for God to ever forgive. Too horrible. Well, newsflash, devil. Every human being in this world has been a horrible sinner. Every man, woman, and child born in this world has racked up sins too numerous to count. And yes, every single person has committed sins that no sane God would ever forgive. But thanks be to God, Jesus Christ did the craziest thing in the world by dying as a sinless, perfect man for us. Us, the most sinful. Us, the most imperfect. And us, the most unholy. He did it all for us. And that is the very nature of Jesus, isn't it? That is the very nature of your God, Jesus, the Christ, the Son of the living God. He stands between you and the world. He stands between you and death. He stands between you and every assault the devil could ever whisper in your ear. The nature of Jesus, the very essence of of who he is, of who the Christ is, is to be a savior for you. And he is. Jesus is the Christ, the son of the living God who has saved you. And he will always do that for you all the days of your life. Because that's just who he is. Amen. And now may the peace of our God, which surpasses our understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen.